Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ben Standing will join us in 25 minutes with the latest on the searches, uh, the search for a head coach, the search for a president of football ops. Uh, so we'll talk to Ben with the latest list. There were plenty of interviews yesterday. There are more scheduled today. He'll give us the lineup in 25 minutes. Dan Miller, voice of the Detroit Lions, will be with us at noon. Uh, Dan was on this station, did a show with Doc Walker for many years in the early days of 980. He's been in Motown for a while now as the voice of the Detroit Lions. He does sports on TV as well. Uh, I reached out to Dan to have him on at 12 o'clock today. Dan will be able to tell us everything we need to know about Ben Johnson and about Aaron Glenn, and we'll talk about the Lions matchup with the Rams on Sunday as well. Chris Trapasso from CBSSports.com will be with us at 1235. He just put out a mock draft with the actual order of teams picking rather than a projection of where teams would pick. We know the order now. Um, At least we know the top 18. Uh, The rest will be determined uh, based on playoff performance. But we'll talk to him about the quarterback he has Washington selecting. A couple of emails, tweets, uh, notes to read to you real quickly before the show. Before we get into what I want to get into here at the beginning, which is a poll that I put out uh, last night. This came from Jazz. Um, Jazz wrote me an email. Kevin, I agree with you on the answer that Josh Harris gave about the name. I think he could have told us something, even if nothing has been determined at this point. To think that they haven't addressed this and have some kind of feel for the direction it's going in is BS. I think there's a chance he's delaying the in- delaying the inevitable that Commanders is staying. Uh, Jazz, I have no clue as to what the thinking is right now on the name. I know that over the summer, and I know this for fact, it was something they recognized as a need to be flushed out, that there was a significant percentage, probably a majority percentage of their fans that did not want this name um, nor this branding. But I have no idea where they are now. You could be right. Maybe they have flushed it out and the news is bad news. They're keeping the current name and they just don't want to tell us yet. 
Um, I thought he could have given us something uh, the other day uh, rather than doing what he did over the summer the last time we heard from him. Um, and you know, at a bare minimum, something like, you know, we are continuing to look into this. We know how important it is to many of our fans, and we'll give you an update when it makes sense. You know, something like that rather than saying we're too busy to look at this right now. Um, this from Benjamin. Uh, is everyone now convinced, Kevin, that quarterback is the only way to go at number two? Or are there how holdouts? Uh, Benjamin, I think most people are there. I do. I think that the performance down the stretch, that most reasonable, critically thinking people understand that quarterback now is the number one need roster-wise in this upcoming offseason. Denton, don't you think that I mean, I can't speak for everybody. It's my sense here that the last month of the season probably, you know, I think pushed some of the howlers over the edge, and even they realize now that quarterback is a need. I don't know. Maybe I think I'm most wrong. people have come al- along. I-, I think you're right. I think most people have come along. There's still going to be a segment of the population that wants to build an offensive line before drafting a quarterback and. To an extent, yeah. I get that a li- at least a little bit. But no, I, th- I think most people realize Sam was fun. It was like a couple-week period where he was really fun, but he's not the future of this franchise. Yeah, look, there are um, some of you out there. I would not put all of you people who believe in Hal in the same category of the people that, you know, essentially just screamed at everybody that said Wentz might not be the guy or Heineke might not be the guy or Enemy might not be the guy or Hal might not be the guy. You know, those people, that's a, a tiny percentage of the people that are interested in this team. They are the true blind homers. I'm not talking about those people. Those of you that really did think there was a chance with Hal and still think that he can be a quarterback, I respect the evaluation, but at this point it's got to be clear that you're not sure whether or not he's the long-term answer. Maybe in your mind you believe, you know, with a different offensive approach, with a better offensive line, with a better defense, with a better head coach, with et cetera, et cetera, with another year under his belt. You know, maybe he can become a bona fide, you know, NFL starting quarterback year in and year out for a team that contends for something. Um, there are lots of reasons to still believe in him because he's got talent. I mean, the difference between Howell and Heineke is that Howell can really throw the football. Uh, And there was, with his arm strength and arm ability, arm talent, a chance for him to develop into something that we haven't had here through the last couple of years uh, anyway. Um, But I think we saw enough in terms of his flaws that – We don't know. At the very least, you don't know. And if you don't know that you have one, then you don't have one. So whether it's at two overall, whether it's leveraging two to move back to get the guy you want, whether it's using free agency, whether it's trading for somebody like Justin Fields, whatever it is, quarterback to me is the clear-cut number one roster need, period. We've been here before. There are other needs, too. 
doesn't mean you ignore everything else. You've got a lot of ability in the upcoming offseason with cap space, with a lot of draft picks, to fix a lot of areas of the football team. But you got to get quarterback right. you got to take a swing at quarterback in this offseason because, at the very least, you're not sure that you have one. Um, and then this from Brand yesterday. Brand said, Picking the QB at two is the most important decision this franchise will make in years. Better get it right. This totally supersedes all of the conversation about general manager and head coach. And I read this last night, and I started to think, you know, this is an interesting question. And I wasn't – I know what my answer was, but I thought it would be – an answer that would be very mixed. So I put a poll out on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC. The most important offseason commander's edition is president of football ops, head coach, or the quarterback at number two. 3,800 votes in so far, and 62.9% said president of football ops, the person that they hire, Adam Peters or Ian Cunningham or Glenn Cook or Alec Hallaby or any of these people that they're interviewing, the person that they hire for that position is the most important addition in this offseason. By the way, I agree with you, but I am surprised that it was by an overwhelming margin. 22% said quarterback at number two. And 15% said the head coach. So in order, the most important additions the commanders will make in this this upcoming offseason, which has already started, the hiring of the general manager slash president of football ops, number one, the quarterback that they pick at number two, and the head coach is number three. So for me, I have wanted a real football decision maker, a football authority in the in the franchise for so long. I've been talking about it for so long. That's the number one answer for me. So I agree with the majority, president of football operations. Again, I'm just surprised that it was by such a wide margin because it's not the easiest question to answer because there are very good president of football ops GMs in the league that that are running organizations that are not sustained winners because they don't have the right quarterback. And to me, the, the second most important addition on this list would be the quarterback. Now, that's a hard thing to get right. It's probably easier to get the head coach right than it might be the quarterback. But the quarterback ultimately will mask all of the deficiencies that you have in your organization if he turns out to be truly elite. And so quarterback would be number two for me and head coach would be three. But they're all very close for me. I just think if you get the president of football ops right, then you've got the best chance of getting a head coach and the right quarterback. Whereas if that person isn't the best of decision makers, you might have to get lucky to get the right head coach or the right quarterback. And sometimes that's what it takes. 
Sometimes it takes maybe Houston drafting second instead of first if it turns out long-term that C.J. Stroud is a lot better than Bryce Young. Uh, Anyway, um, I want to ask that question of all of you here, Uh, and we will do that a little bit later on in the show. Ben's coming up here shortly, but we will come back to this and I want to ask all of you what you think, and we'll take calls, and I want to hear explanations. There were a lot of really good points in some of the follow-up. Those of you that really thought quarterback was the most important off-season ad were adamant that without that, nothing else matters. And yes, there is a way, at number two, you could just luck into the next great quarterback, even if the president of football ops turns out to be just okay, or the head coach turns out to be just average. But I'm going to take my chance on getting the head football decision maker and trying to end up with you know, the next Ozzie Newsome or the next Howie Roseman um, and having a real super smart, super shrewd football ops head making all of these decisions and having the authority to make all of those decisions. Denton, what would your answer be to that question? I don't know if you voted on the poll or not. I did vote. I I would go quarterback. I go quarterback at number two. While I agree with the sentiment of wanting to have a guy that you can trust moving forward leading this organization, I think at least for the next couple of seasons here, if you can get your right quarterback, I mean, we've been doing this song and dance for almost three decades now. You swing until you get your guy. And if you get your guy in a couple of months with number two overall, or if they they trade back and they like somebody else, they trade back and and get their guy in the first round in this April, I think that puts your – your franchise, our franchise, on a trajectory that it has not been on in my lifetime for an extended period of time. So I think quarterback at number two would be the way that I would go there. Justin Herbert's a pretty good quarterback, a pretty talented quarterback. They didn't have head coach right. They didn't have general manager right. They were picking sixth in that draft. Who knows where they had Herbert ranked among the quarterbacks. It could be that they just lucked in to Justin Herbert. A lot of people are probably saying, well, why are you such a big believer in Herbert? Hasn't won a playoff game yet. Uh, I'd take Herbert in a heartbeat um, uh, for sure. And I think that they got the quarterback right there. Uh, But yeah, no, I, 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 that's why your answer is why I was surprised that it was a runaway on president of football ops. I think it also speaks to this organization, not having a true football czar, for so long. I mean, we just haven't had one since Charlie Casserly. Legitimately, we have not had a football GM in this organization, like a legitimate football, a talent evaluating general manager, trade evaluating contract guy since Charlie Casserly. You know, with the Marty year, you got John Schneider as part of it. And that would have been a great tandem moving forward had Dan not succumbed to the lack of having fun owning the team in 2001. Um, But the run of Dan and Vinny, obviously you didn't have a legitimate head of football operations. When Mike came in, the general manager that they hired was more of an administrative, more of a contract cap, you know, uh, management 
uh, general manager slash team president in Bruce Allen. Nobody ever said about Bruce Allen coming in, this is one of the better talent evaluators. This is one of the better guys when it comes to trades or drafting. Um, And then maybe for a brief moment with Kyle Smith involved, um, you certainly, uh, you know, you certainly had a chance in 2015 and 2016 with a, a, a very good talent evaluator um, in, uh, in, in, in the addition that they made that particular year. But there were issues there. Uh, the issues really in many ways were that Bruce Allen never actually legitimately wanted to give up any kind of control to Scott McLuhan. Um, and Scott McLuhan wasn't necessarily in the best condition to be a full-time operating president of football ops. He was a draft and talent evaluator at his core. So I think part of it basically is that we haven't had that person in the organization for so long um, and that it would be nice to have a Trent Balky or a Howie Roseman or you know, um, you know any any one of the the, the top legitimate you know contr- in control absent of owner involvement president of football operations uh, would be nice to finally have that to see if that would work for the organization and it certainly sounds like the owner wants to go in that direction which I think for now is the right direction. Um, and hopefully they pick the quarterback that we want them to pick and they get that right because that is crucial for sure. All right, a uh, couple of things to get to. Ben Standig will join us at 10.25 with the latest, who they've met with, who they're meeting with today, who the front runners are. And we'll also talk to each other about what our preferences are as well. We'll get to that and a lot more. Uh, Right after these words from a few of our sponsors, you're listening to The Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, theteam980.com. We're also free and live on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The game Saturday night on Peacock between Kansas City and Miami, <clears throat> the wild card round game, uh, could be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Kickoff projected temperature two below zero. And that does not count the wind chill um, should be the coldest game that the Dolphins will ever play in uh, Saturday night at uh, Arrowhead. Uh, did I say John Snyder? Somebody said I meant John Schneider. If I said John Snyder, John Sh- uh, John Schneider was with Marty here in 2001 as the VP of player personnel, and he has now had a very long career as the general manager and executive vice president of football operations in Seattle. Um, so that, but we haven't really had a true head of football ops, VP of football ops, president of football ops in the organization, like a talent evaluating roster construction head of football ops since Charlie Casserly. Uh, Cause you had the Vinnie Dan run and Bruce was not that kind of of president of football ops or general manager. His expertise, his strength coming in was more administrative than it was picking players, trading for players, etc. All right, uh, here we are two days after Monday's firing of Ron Rivera, the announcement that Bob Myers and Rick Spielman were on board to help Josh Harris and company find their next head of football ops and head coach. And there have been many meetings that have taken place, and there are many more scheduled. So joining us here on Wednesday, uh, it's usually just Monday and Friday, but we have a need this week to have Ben Standig on. Ben joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Uh, bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let me just, first of all, I know I texted this to you, but I want to say it out loud for everybody else. The story that you wrote on The Athletic yesterday about Ron Rivera's time here in Washington was so, so well done. It's one of the better stories you've written. You had a lot of different sources speaking on the condition of anonymity so they could speak as bluntly and honestly about the Rivera tenure. Um, It was just very well done. And, man, you had an incredible recall for just a lot of the different things that went on here. So I would urge everybody to subscribe to The Athletic uh, to read that and to read all of Ben's stuff um, in covering the team. But I thought it was really well done. I'm going to ask you about some of the quotes uh, that maybe took you, um, uh, that that you thought were the most important uh, in a bit. But let's start with the news, which is they've met with people and they are scheduled to meet with people, update the list as to where they are on the head of football ops and the head coaching search. 
the kind words, very nice of you. Um, yeah, so in terms of the, the search, right now there's five people that we know of that they've requested interviews for, and as of to, a, after today, they will have met uh, with all five of them. Um, Adam Peters, assist, they're all essentially assistant GMs, so I'm not going to keep repeating that. Uh, a, Adam Peters from the Niners, uh, Mike Borgonzi from the Chiefs, Glenn Cook from the Browns were the ones slated for yesterday, today, Ian Cunningham with the Bears and Alec Hallaby from the Eagles are expected to meet uh, with Harris. This is all taking place in Miami at Harris's home. Um, n- no, no surprises in terms of the names. Um, you know, Peters and Cunningham have been sort of the top of the, of any kind of real list uh, of names to watch. Borgonzi coming from the Chiefs. I mean, they obviously have been you know highly successful for reasons not just about Patrick Mahomes uh, over the last. Uh, several years uh glenn cook is part of the browns where you know andrew barry their gm has put together a really interesting mix of analytics and, and town evaluation and then um uh whomever oh, uh alec hallaby is the, the pure analytics guy obviously we know a lot about josh harris uh, leaning into that um I, I, that would be almost to me somewhat of an overload at, at that spot, but that's not to say it's impossible. Overload meaning they already hired Eugene Shen for an, a, a big analytics role, but nonetheless, those are the five. I, uh, you know, look the the Harris Group has kept things very quiet over this time uh, to the point that you know the Bob Myers news kind of came yeah. out of nowhere, right? It was it wasn't like you know people were speculating that. Um, so who's to say exactly where we're at? But I, I do think that Adam Peters is is the one to watch. Uh, I don't want to go so far as to 100% say it's his to lose, but it is kind of the vibe I've, I've gotten. So I, I do think that's one to consider, assuming he is ultimately open to leaving San Francisco, which in the past he's not, even though he's been a hot candidate for a couple of years now. Why is Adam Peters the hottest candidate? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because I, when I did my um, – annual NFL agent survey back in um, was that September, right, right when the season was starting. He was mentioned in several categories. Now, it's one thing to be mentioned in the category of who's a future GM to watch, and he was tied for first with a couple other uh, people. That's one thing, right, to say, hey, this guy is really interesting. He is, here's somebody who's eventually going to get a job. You can just kind of tell. But what was also interesting to me was in topics like who's the best town evaluator, which is typically, I don't always limit it to GM, but like, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. He was right up there with many of the you know, actual GMs that we all talk about. The way I've sort of understood it is in terms of the 49ers front office, we know that John Lynch is the main guy in the front office. And I'm not saying he's, I'm not going to say he's a figurehead, but John Lynch is kind of there to sort of oversee. He's not really the, the town evaluator. Peter is that guy. And, you know, for everything the 49ers have done, you know, their ability to stack talent is pretty, you know, pretty wild. Uh, I mean, they've got to have probably, I would assume, the deepest roster in the league. And it, it goes way beyond just the sort of the headliners like Trent Williams and, um, and Bosa and others. So he is really uh, a lot to do with that. And then also just like his demeanor, his personality, like well, from what I've heard, he is just – He's a straight shooter. He talks to people in a professional way and does it in such a way that people seem to, uh, I won't say fall on that maybe a little too much, but like that was part of the conversation I was having with people as well about him. So he seems to have 
the chops of like again a, a strong talent evaluator, a good communicator, a, a, a good a good guy kind of presence, and uh, you know there's a lot to be said you know for all of that. So he really does seem to check a lot of the boxes, and then you factor in you know the Bob Myers situation. Um, you know he and he and Myers were both you know obviously in the Bay, Bay Area with their respective teams. Uh, sounds like they've gotten to know each other a bit. From that, there's also some other – they both went to UCLA. I'm not sure simultaneously, but there's some connection perhaps uh, there. So I, I really – you know, I really think he is – you know, whether it's ultimately here or somewhere else, he really is sort of viewed as the number one guy. And, you know, like I said, the vibe I've kind of gotten is they're really interested in him, and he may be open to finally leaving. And, yeah, I, I think – and look, I mean, here – you know, it's so funny to talk about – people eyeing Washington positively because of what we've endured for the last 20 years. But, you know, this job is pretty attractive because of the fact that it's such a blank slate and Harris is coming in who has a new vision. Um, You know, he's obviously got a a good reputation as an owner with his other spot. So it's a pretty dream scenario, I would think, for a lot of GMs to come in. Um, You know, we're taking over a bad team to be this much of a blank slate. I think the whole combination is why he's got to be considered um, not just what the top guy or one of the top couple, but that he would be interested in this because it, it is a pretty attractive spot right now. His, uh, he's got other options though. Uh, the 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 Chargers would be interested, right? The Raiders would potentially be interested. I, I would assume others. So has he been taking those meetings? I don't think he's taken any. I know the Raiders put in a request. I honestly am not positive where, where, where the Chargers are at, but sure. I mean, I think that's been the question, right? If the Chargers are interested, well, do you want to work with Justin Herbert? But they've got, you know, or, or build a team around Herbert, but they've got some types of tougher salary cap decisions to come up. Or, you know, the, the Raiders, I mean, um, you know, I, obviously they made some strides after firing Josh McDaniels, but. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know what the, the, I don't know how attractive that is per se. Um, I mean, obviously, that's you know, as as crazy as it's been with this franchise in recent years, it's not as the Raiders have been some idealistic place either. So, sure, anything is possible. Maybe you just want to live on near the Vegas Strip. What do I know? But I, I, I would guess that Washington is viewed as the better overall job. Like I said, because of that sort of blank slate aspect. And again, it's not just blank slate. It's they also have the number two pick. Right, that's a huge deal. Assuming that they like any of the quarterbacks, so yeah, we'll see where he goes. You know, the the best option for him maybe to stay in San Francisco. They promoted John Lynch to sort of this president of ops, opening up the title of GM. Um, doesn't really, you know, that's more title than anything else. He still would have other people, you know, uh, you know, involved. And Kyle Shanahan is very involved with the overall. Like their situation is basically a coach centric one, like we're talking about. I think Peters has a lot of. Uh, sway in what they do so yeah we'll see I, I would think San Francisco in San Francisco almost might be the second choice but at some point you know you want to branch out on your own and you know it does feel from what I gather that this is the year where that may actually happen so if it what if it turned out to be Adam Peters uh, Martin Mayhew worked with Adam Peters in San Francisco for a couple of years Peters was the VP of player personnel under John Lynch Martin Mayhew was a, a senior you know personnel guy in that organization at that time Kime mentioned to me yesterday that he thinks that it's very possible that the hire will be for 
the title of president of football ops and that there would be a general manager underneath that hire if it were Adam Peters. So is Martin Mayhew a possibility to stay under Adam Peters? Are you hearing anything on that front? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm hearing anything that specific because obviously we got to get to the is Peters taking the job part, but I, I don't think it's inconceivable at all. When, when I wrote my story uh, a week or two ago about the potential candidates, the first one was Peters, and for each candidate I listed connections as to, you know, that so-and-so worked with the team with, with, with this person or whatever. For Peters, I, I listed Martin Mayhew because I do think it's conceivable – Look, Martin is, you know, a very nice guy, very professional. You know, as we know with a lot of things that have happened here, it's always kind of hard to know, you know, where his influence was was allowed to flourish, where he was, you know, not being listened to, what have you. But, you know, in a certain role, I think Martin Mayhew could be totally fine. And if Peters already has that relationship with him and is comfortable with him, sure, it would be a, a reasonable thing to think he could stay on and – you know, you, you mentioned, you know, like in the NBA, the world that Josh Harris knows the best, the, the real GM is typically known as the president of ops. That's what Daryl Morey is right. with the Sixers. So this this could work for this model, and we would just all have to adjust how we view the, the term GM. You know, if, if it's if it's Mark Mayhew or somebody else, that they're not really the person in charge. It's really right. the, the, the president of ops. And that's just, you know, the adjustment we all have to do if you're an NBA person, and that would have to happen here. The other, um, the head coach candidate that they have requested to interview that has a lot of 49ers ties is Bobby Slowick. So let's just make the leap here and say that Peters is their number one choice and that Peters thinks that Washington's a great spot. Uh, then we get into Peters looking for a head coach, um, is Slowick then more of a favorite than Ben Johnson? What are you hearing on that front? Or what yeah, would your you hunch know, be? Right. Well, you know, as I always say with these coordinator situations, you know, when the assistant GM is being interviewed for a GM spot, he's basically already doing that job. He just doesn't he just hasn't, you know, been the top of the food chain. But when you go from coordinator to coach, that is a very different job. And so it isn't just like, hey, wow, this guy's drawing up great plays. It's you know, how are you able how are you at managing an entire locker room and all the responsibilities that come with that job beyond football? Um, Slowick is a one year coordinator. He's a pretty young guy. Um, so, you know, I, I would I would like to think that that's, uh, you know, sure, I guess it's possible. You know, Sean McVay was, you know, 30 years old, right, when the Rams uh, did that. And obviously, I was pretty good. I'm not comparing Slowick to McVay. I'm just saying it's not like. The young thing hasn't worked at times, but you know, that's a lot. You would have a first-year true GM. You would have a first-year head coach who's only been a one-year coordinator. You would have a rookie quarterback possibly there. That's a lot of inexperience simultaneously. So I don't know. But what's notable is, you know, the, of the seven candidates they have, only two are on the offensive side of the ball, Johnson and Slowick. And, and I've talked about this before. It's not because I, I wouldn't infer that that means they want a defensive guy. It's just the, the nature of the market this year. There are more defensive coaches who seem to be viewed as, you know, like if we rank them in like a top 10 order, there would be more defensive guys than there are offensive guys. So if they really have their mindset on, hey, we've got to build this around this young quarterback. We want an offensive mind. 
then sure, then Slowick or one or two other names could be there. And if it's with Peters, then yeah, that would make more sense. But I don't, you know, I don't know for sure that that means they are going to want that person. I kind of get the feeling that they want um, the best person to oversee the whole program and not necessarily they have to get somebody to, you know, uh, you know, birth or birth, birth this quarterback into the league and, uh, you know, and, 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 and so on. So, it's certainly conceivable. I mean, if we go this other route, Steve Wilkes is the 49ers defensive coordinator. You know, the, the same somewhat logic would apply, but you know, he's not been somebody that's been interviewed or been requested to interview as far as we know. Uh, you didn't mention Will McClay as a guy that is scheduled to be in Miami to meet with uh, Josh Harrison. He was one of the names that was reportedly uh, the team had requested an interview with. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard that that that's going to happen i have heard that you know teams have reached out to mcclay washington is apparently one of them you know look uh i i don't as i said before peters has been slow to move out of san francisco well mcclay has really been right staying you know staying with the with the cowboys he is essentially their gm i mean Jerry jones has the title but mcclay has been there for over two decades He's, he's highly respected around the league, but also I think that really valued by the Joneses. I, I, there's only so much blocking that can be done, but I can't really comprehend Jerry Jones allowing his top personnel guy to come here. He may not let him go anywhere. I, I think other than the title, I think McClay is, from what I can tell, is compensated and uh, you know given a lot of latitude if he had the, the full title. So, I don't know that I see him actually leaving, but sure, if you want, you know, Jerry is a encumbrance to some degree. So I, you know, if he just wants to do his own thing, get out from under that, sure. But that's kind of why I feel like with him, it seems like even a bit of a longer shot that he leaves. Not impossible, but just a bit longer. So that's why I didn't really like include him. I didn't mention him high in my list of, of, of options. And you know, until he actually was willing to do the interview here. You know, I don't, I don't know how much I really buy buy that one. All right, I want to circle back with Ben on Peters and then the the head coach. But if for whatever reason Peters doesn't work out, assuming he is the number one choice, and let's just say that there's a better opportunity and Adam's going to pursue that, who would be number two on the list? Do you think? Um, well, I mean, Ian Cunningham uh, is the one that I've heard a lot about not necessarily that Harris, et cetera, are, are, are a fan, but he's, he's a guy that I just think is high on kind of everybody's list. Last year he was offered the Arizona op- GM opening. He declined it. He was uh, – the, the Titans were high on him as well. He kind of just decided to wait that one out. Um, I think he's been, again, picky with his choices, but I do – he's another one where I feel like this is probably the year he looks to, to get a um, – get his own shop. He's got, you know, if I say the assistant GM from the Bears, people are like, all right, look, I know they did better as the year went on, but what are we talking about? Well, he's been there two years, and, you know, look, this year they certainly have made good strides. But previous to that, he was with the Eagles and the Ravens, two organizations that are really kind of like sort of the model of front offices that do a good job of blending talent talent evaluation with the analytics component. And he's got those chops. He's 
He's also a cousin of the late Arthur Ashe, for whatever that's worth. But no, uh, I didn't know that. He's got some, wow. Yeah, he's got some ties. Well, he's a much this, younger cousin. He's a distant, a much younger, younger cousin. cousin. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's like a, he's around like just shy of forty, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, he. I mean, so you know, uh, he he's been based on his background, based on what people seem to think of him. He's another one that would make a lot of sense, and uh, you know, he's one of the five they're interviewing. I, you know, he, again, he's a name I've heard a lot um, in terms of like potential targets for a bit. So, you know, to me, that would be my best guess as to who would be number two. But, uh, you know, Borgonzi coming from the Chiefs, who, you know, again, I think this is a year we're seeing. This is not the great Kansas City offense year, yet they're still, you know, one of the better teams in the league because of the depth they have kind of especially on defense. And that's a lot from, you know, the front office finding people. All right, so Peters, Cunningham, Hallaby, Borgonzi, Cook. Those are the ones that we know that they've either interviewed already or they are scheduled to interview today. Do you think there will be any other additions to that list, or do you think the team's next president of football ops comes from that list of five? Well, knowing they want to move quickly. I mean, Harris mentioned that uh, in his uh, press conference with us the other day. He wants that person on board basically before they can really do the, the full in-depth coaching interviews, which is starts in person on like the 22nd. So likely odds wise, you would say, yeah, it's going to be one of these people. And I, you know, if Peters is up for the job, I, I think that's where it goes. Um, I, could I see more names? And if you're sure there's a, there's some other ones out there, uh, Joe Hortiz, who's like a longtime executive in the Ravens front office is someone that I, I think people were anticipating uh, them them talking with uh, and, and you know there's obviously a bunch of other candidates out there that would would make sense but yeah it you know if I had to bet right now I would say it's one of these five but you know if Peters um, chooses something else if Cunningham says hey I'm going to go to the Chargers then sure anything's possible but I, I would think I, I don't want to set any real time frame on it but you know if, I would think from the day they started until Monday you know I was thinking you might have like seven to ten days this thing gets done. Yeah, I was even thinking it's possible it could be wrapped up by the end of this week, that that is possible. Um, But seven to ten days, it's going to be – we're going to be sitting here, I think, a week from today, worst case, with the new president of football ops uh, in the building. Um, So let's move to the coaches. You know, you you briefly, you know, mentioned – Will they go with a first-time president of football ops, with a first-time head coach, with a rookie quarterback? I mean, everybody that, with the exception of Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris, and then Jim Harbaugh, if you believe the Jordan Schultz report from Monday, everybody else on the list is would be a first-time head coach. Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, Bobby Slowick, Anthony Weaver, Aaron Glenn. Am I missing anybody off the requested-to-interview list? On coaches, uh, you know Dan, Dan Quinn, Raheem think... Morris, Jim Harbaugh included. Yeah, I think I think those are the ones I'm maybe missing something here, but yeah, off the top of my head, that sounds right. Yeah. All right. So first, have they had any conversations, any virtual interviews with any of these coaches yet? I know they can't personally in person interview these guys until January 22nd, but have there been any virtual interviews so far with anybody? Not, not that I'm aware of. You know, some okay. teams announce when they interview somebody, these guys are not doing that. So as far as I know, and I haven't seen any other reports to say otherwise, that hasn't happened. Um, you know, 
one thing I will just say is interesting about this process for whether the GM or the coach, you know, like, for example, normally or often these things work out the way it did in Tennessee, where the season goes a certain way and they ultimately decide that even though Mike Vrabel has been very successful overall and popular and all that, they decided to move on, which means if you're the organization, I don't know how much you've been really studying the board to the degree, you know, to the full degree, because did you even think you were going to fire this guy? And if you're candidates looking at that job, you know, I think a lot of people probably assume Mike Vrabel would stay. So my point is, because of the way the commander situation went down, you know, we, what were we all saying from the beginning of the year? For Ron Rivera to stay, they got to make the playoffs and maybe even win a game. That was a big bar to clear. And I, I think when then, and then it became pretty apparent by halfway through the year that, okay, if you even question it, you know, I don't know, you know, you, you really, really need to this, which means candidates have a lot of time to really consider Washington and the other way around. That's why I think Washington is able to move so quickly here. Because even though they can't interview with these people, they have been looking at people for weeks and months and the same, right? I mean, you know, t- to go back to the Adam Peters part, like he hasn't just been, I'm sure, he didn't just start thinking, oh, what, they fired Ron Rivera. I wonder if I should look into Washington. Everybody in the league has been pretty aware that things were going to change. So, um, you know, that's what I think is interesting is that they do, even though it was unfortunate for the 2023 year, perhaps, that Peter, or sorry, that uh, Harris couldn't have more of an impact on what happened. The way it happened, though, it gave them really, you know, a five-month five head start to really start considering. And, and I'm not saying they were going to get rid of Rivera at day one, but, you know, to really consider what's out there and for, like I said, for other candidates, uh, you know, to consider yeah, that. Sure. Because, not so to mention the more recent development, which is, oh, and by the way, you've got the number two overall pick in yeah. the draft. Yeah, um, 100%. I mean, that, that's why, you know, I, I understand the fans, as we discussed, who wanted them to win, beat Dallas, whatever. But, like, for the sake of the next 10 years, this was the best thing because now you have a much better chance. You know, again, who knows what would happen. But if they're picking, you know, if they're coming off another seven-win season and they're picking 14th or 15th or whatever, you know, the Adam Peters of the world are going to not view this as favorably, logically, because the assets are less. And now the assets, again, you could not have asked, for a better scenario from a purely uh, 2024 asset scenario than what they ended up with. Will you um, stay on hold? i got to take a quick break and because I want to ask you more about the coaches and I want to ask you about some of these quotes that you got about the Rivera tenure. Do you mind sticking around for through the break? No, I'm going to go make another cup of coffee. Let's do it. All right, go do it. Uh, ben Standing joining us. More with him next. Big news out of Chicago. The Bears have fired both offensive coordinator Luke Getze and quarterback coach Andrew Janako. It's important to note Matt Eberflus, according to Adam Schefter, is expected to stay in Chicago this season. Courtney Cronin joined us earlier this week and said there's a high likelihood they move on from fields if they fire both Getze and Janako. In college basketball, madness last night. Both the number one and number two overall teams fallen in uh, college basketball. Purdue loses to Nebraska 88-72 to in the Big Ten. And number two, Houston fell 57-53 to to Iowa State. Georgetown fell to Seton Hall 74-70 to in the Big East. And that's what's trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Ben Standing sticking around with us. Uh, We have gone through the GM list, those that uh, Josh Harris and Rick Spielman and Bob Myers have met with down in Miami, those who they are scheduled to meet with. The list really right now is Adam Peters, Ian Cunningham, Alec Hallaby, Mike Borgonzi, and Glenn Cook. Adam Peters, according to Ben, and really uh, John yesterday, really seems to be the number one guy on maybe everybody's list uh, here in this offseason. Uh, but uh, that seems to be a possibility. Now let's go to coach. All right. So, assuming that they haven't really, you know, met with anybody, we know who they've reached out to talk to. How would you size up the field odds wise in terms of their level of interest? Yeah. So, Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, is, you know, the, the hot candidate for sure this year uh, because of what he's been able to do to help turn that offense around and not just be good, but be, you know, one of the more explosive attacks in the league. We'll obviously get a fun look at that, at that team in the playoffs uh, this year. You know, like I said, they've been keeping it pretty close to the vest and I don't want to be like, you know, when they hire the, the GM person, you know, maybe that shifts the, the view, but you know, Going for Peters, as we discussed, like sort of the top guy out there is, you know, shooting straight to the top. I, I kind of get the feeling that Ben Johnson maybe isn't, you know, isn't is the apple of their eye as well. But like I said, I don't want to go too crazy. And what I wonder with him is, you know, I know we're, we're all tired of talking about the coach centric thing, but with the power that he's going to have, the leverage he's going to have, does he want to be in a spot where, Maybe not so much be the coach center, but pick his own GM, right? Does he have that kind of sway? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's like, I don't want to think about any of that stuff. I want a strong person to to, to help me get this thing turned around, and I don't want to have that type of sway or power or, or what have you. So that's the part to me that I think is interesting. You know, I, again, the 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 attractiveness of this situation, you know, for an offensive coordinator to have that second pick. You know, you know, Drake May from North Carolina, uh, Jaden Daniels, LSU, if Caleb Williams were to slip from the projection of being number one, you know, assuming that you think those guys are pretty interesting, then that's a great spot to be in. And, you know, a, a, 
you know, again, you're really not encumbered with any, you know, with too much negative. I mean, yes, there's, there's things what the commanders need to work on, but it's a pretty open slate, as we said. So I, I could be pretty attractive, but he's going to be, obviously have the number one target for probably every team. Is David Tepper going to offer him, you know, a billion dollars to coach that team? And I would think he, he kind of p- passed on them last year, Johnson. So I don't know that the money would matter, but you know, that could be a, a factor. Again, Justin Herbert, you're, you're sitting right there with a guy who is already viewed as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. We don't have to project or guess too much. That could be pretty interesting as well. So, I would say he's a top target, but I don't, you know, I think that's just more of like he would be for almost anybody. And the question is, you know, what is his interest in terms of a landing spot? How much control does he want? Things like that. So take a guess on the coach. Oh, boy. Um, Do you think Vrabel's in play? Um, I'm going to guess no. Because I feel like Vrabel represents more of that old school type of football guy versus that, you know, more like like more in the Rivera camp in terms of like how you view analytics and things. I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but that. Oh, I disagree like, with you on Vrabel. I think Vrabel's uh, come up with some, re, you know, using the rules, using analytics within game strategy. I, I I think Vrabel is the opposite of old school. I think his demeanor might be old school. I think his his thought process and his strategic mind is is much newer school than older school. Maybe certainly the demeanor that way. I, I didn't pay a ton of attention to what was going on with Tennessee yesterday, but that's sort of I guess the vibe I was getting. Their personnel moves were pretty lousy. He had a real hand. It sounds like in those personnel choices and that it felt like Tennessee was seemed to be suggesting they need to move into sort of the more modern era, but yeah, perhaps it's perhaps you're, you're reading it correctly. I don't know, but that was just my vibe on, on that. Um, look, obviously he is one of the better coaches, so you would have to um, consider it. You know, same thing with like Belichick. I don't buy these rumors at all, but if the arguably the best coach who is ever, who's not named Joe Gibbs is available. I mean, I sure I'd have a conversation, but I don't think I would go there. Um, but you know, it also feels like Vrabel could be the leader for New England if they do move on. What about Harbaugh? Uh, well, so this to me is much more likely from the coach-centric perspective. What, you know, Jim Harbaugh may feel he needs to leave Michigan for all the quest, you know, p- potential penalties coming for them. But he, you know, he's not going to go somewhere. He's going somewhere where he can, as Bill Bell, as Bill Parcells would say, buy the groceries. I, I don't comprehend he would be willing to be under somebody so I, I, I if they don't if they do want to have you know separate these jobs I, and you know not that he would be doing the one job I mean Ron wasn't doing you know he, he had people helping him on the front but I, I, I don't know I, I think after maybe I'm just tainted but after the last few years the, the coach center thing I, I want to I would personally want a GM at the top and I get the feeling that Harris does as well so again Jim Harbaugh incredibly successful with turning around programs, uh, you know, the fact that he turned, forget just winning a title of Michigan, but that he turned Stanford into a power, where it's typically a really hard place to win, says a lot. So you'd have to think about it, but I, I don't know. I just ultimately don't get the sense that somebody with his likely wants is going to mesh with what they're trying to do here. All right, so what's your, give me your guess. Adam Peters and? <sighs> um, I don't know. I mean, the the, 
the Slowick thing, I just, I mean, that was like my choice like a month ago, just for sort of the obvious connections. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm really seeing that because of the, of the inexperience factor across the board. Um, and again, I think, you know, if Ben Johnson's gone, I think some of the better candidates are going to be uh, on the defensive side. I, I think Raheem Morris is, is, is a pretty interesting one. To me, he has been a head coach before. You know, the if you look at the rankings for the Rams this year, they're not impressive. Uh, but when you look at the talent he has, he's got Aaron Donald, a bunch of guys named Mo for the most part, you know, because they really had to pare down their roster after, you know, those, taking on those big salary cap hits. They have been really good, uh, you know, for considering, again, the pieces that they have available. They, the Rams have obviously been one of, if not the hottest team over the last six or seven weeks. And I would not want to play them in the playoffs. So I, I think Raheem Morris, I don't necessarily, again, know that this is where they're thinking, meaning Harris, et cetera, but I, I think that somebody like that would be good. It's certainly mean, somebody in, that Adam Peters probably knows through Kyle and and all of those, you know, Shanahan ties. Yeah, right. Obviously, he he was here uh, previously. He was in and, Atlanta with Kyle. And, you know, yeah. and they, right, and now they've been going, you know, head-to-head in the, in the uh, division. For, for a little bit he's got that head coaching experience and you know just because somebody didn't work out I always find like there are some coaches who do it the first time it doesn't work out and you can feel the league sort of move on from them I've not gotten that feeling here I think there's still belief that he could you know could be a pretty good head coach in the right spot so uh, you know I, I by the so numbers, is that your, is that say, your guess Rahe- sure, Adam Peters Raheem guess. Morris that's my guess Okay, real quickly because I have thirty seconds, and I want you, I want people to read this. Um, it was titled "Ron Rivera's Commanders Tenure: Winning the News Conference, Losing Where It Counts." You had several quotes from various people on the condition of anonymity, so that they could speak with total candidness, total candor. I guess would be the right way to say it. What was the quote that you got? that I read that you thought was the best and the most telling? I mean, a lot of them were, had similar themes and that is that Ron Rivera just simply spent too much time focusing on the narrative rather than the plan. And, you know, and talking to people over there, I think this was our, my observations over the years as well, but to hear from people on the inside that the plan, whether we're talking about the roster building plan, the front office plan, um, you know, the, the, the plan to, to, to name Sam Howe the starter, you know, six days after the season, all these things seem to be focused as much or more on perception and what is being said out there and how to appease that as opposed to just simply what's our best move, what do we need to do, and um, and, and move forward. Uh, so the I, I think that was the biggest thing. And you know, when I talk to people, without even me asking them about that per se, a lot of them just kind of went into that right off the bat. So. To me, like I said, it was pretty obvious in real time. But when you really start to step back and look at everything that happened, you know, it it just those were so many of the themes over and over again. And then to have people, um, you know, who've been there, uh, who've seen things up close, uh, to 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 say to agree with that premise, I, I, I think said a lot. Yeah, this one I'll I'll leave you with. I'll just read one because there are several of them in here. Quote, Ron is consistently concerned with winning the press conference. Whether signing a free agent or trading for Carson Wentz, he went for instant gratification rather than build for the future. 
closed quote. What really interested me about that quote is that he rarely won the press conference, and the instant gratification was always a misread in terms of whether or not people would be gratified or thrilled. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz would be the perfect example. The way they did that deal was embarrassing. And anybody that followed the whole uh, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis situation understood that him going for instant gratification with Carson Wentz was a major miscalculation because they embarrassed themselves with the price that they paid in the deal. Um and- and also, like even if they had, even if they had paid a lower price, they yeah. still would have had Carson. Wentz. That's right. And that exactly that, that was that was right. you know a problem. All right, I got to run. That was awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. We'll talk on Friday or beforehand if there's news. Awesome, man. See ya. Ben Standig, everybody. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980 and the Team 980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 